I'll be reading out of Romans 8, 31 through 39. Then, what then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us, how will, how will he not give graciously us all things? Who shall bring any charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. Who is to condemn? Christ Jesus is the one who died. More than that, who was raised, who is at the right hand of God, who indeed is interceding for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword, as it is written, for your sake we are being killed all the day long. We are regarded as sheep to be slaughtered. No. In all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am sure that neither death nor life, nor angels nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, depth nor anything in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. Good morning, everyone. Morning. Uh, my neighbor, Bradley, uh, he is also my friend, but he is more than that, he is a brother to me, and I've got to know this man uh, so much this summer from late night talks on the porch, uh, from early morning conversations to everything in between. Uh, and this man is going to teach you about God, he's going to tell you something that maybe you don't know, maybe you already know, but it'll just strengthen you today. And I pray that you listen in. And today, I'm going to pray over Bradley. <clears throat> Father God, uh, I pray today that these uh, individuals in this room, uh, their hearts are open, God, and their ears are open uh, to Bradley's word. And I, I pray um, that Bradley uh, just lets the Holy Spirit talk through him, God, and, and guide him today. Um, I pray that we know, again, that the what Jesus Christ did on that cross for us, and we're going to, and Bradley's going to talk about that. And I know you're just going to bless that so much, God. Um, we love you so much, and I thank you so much for Bradley and his love for, for everyone he comes in contact with. Uh, he, is a, he is a good, good friend, good, good brother. And I pray all these things in the name of your son, Jesus Christ, for he is so good. And it's his name that I pray. Amen. Testing? Okay. Um. All right, I'm really excited because this is the session I can't, uh, and I know a lot of you, even if I don't know your names, I know a lot of your faces, so this is really exciting for me. Um, we're in a series right now, this summer, that we're doing every Sunday, um, about the different things that Jesus accomplished for us on the cross, and I get to talk about that on the cross, he uh, defeated death, and that's really cool. We don't have to be scared of death anymore. Um, so what is death? Uh, Romans 6.23 says the wages of sin is death. Death is the payment we get for sin. When we sin, when we go live our lives to sin, we devote ourselves to that instead of devoting ourselves to God. The payment that that sin will give back to us is death. Um, that doesn't sound too great because all of sin can fall short of the glory of God. And when, when we sin, that's what the return we get. We invest in that sin, and the return he gives us back is death. Um, but Jesus has defeated that death. We're going to read Revelations 12, 9 through 1. If you've got a Bible, you can turn there. Um, if you don't have a Bible, you can listen. Um, 
So that huge dragon, the ancient serpent, the one called the devil and Satan, who deceived the whole world, was thrown down to the earth and his angels along with him. Then I heard a loud voice in heaven saying, The salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God and the ruling authority of his Christ have now come. Because the accuser of our brothers and sisters, the one who accuses them day and night before our God, has been thrown down. But they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they did not love their lives so much that they were afraid to die. Um, guys, all, all it has to say about Satan right there is that he's an accuser and a liar. This that he's an accuser and a liar. There's nothing else Satan has on us but lies he hangs over our head. Tries to get us to, that he accuses us, tells us we're not worthy. He tells us we can't be forgiven. He tells us, you know, you've fallen short of the glory of God. Or he tells us lies like, you don't need God to do this on your own. That's all Satan can do to us. He doesn't have any power over us. He has nothing more than lies and accusations and a pointing finger. He can't touch us because we're we're hidden in God. Um. We're going to read more of the Bible because I like the Bible. We're going to read uh, Romans 8, 31 through 39, which we uh, read earlier. But we're going to read it again just in case you didn't catch it. What then shall we say about these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? Indeed, he did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all. How will he not also, along with him, freely give us all things? Who will bring any charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. Who is the one who will condemn? Christ is the one who died, and more than that, he was raised. Who is at the right hand of God, and who is also interceding for us? Who will separate us from the love of Christ? Will trouble, or distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or danger, or sword? As it is written, for your sake we encounter death all day long. We are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things... We have complete victory through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor heavenly rulers, nor things that are present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor heights, nor depths, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of Christ Jesus, our Lord. Satan's lies have no power over us. They can't separate us from God. Guys, that's a simple message, but that's the gospel. God loves us, and he sent his son to prove it. He sent his son to cut through the lies of Satan. Satan, The gospel is Satan has no power over you. You belong to God. Um, we're going to read more about this. Um, 1 Corinthians 15, 51-57 says, let me turn there. Listen, I will tell you a mystery. We will not all sleep. But we will all be changed in a moment, in the blinking of an eye at the last trumpet, for the trumpet will sound and the dead will be raised imperishable and we will be changed for this perishable body must put on the imperishable and this mortal body must put on immortality. Now, when this perishable puts on the imperishable and this mortal puts on immortality, then the saying that is written will happen. Death has been swallowed up in victory. Where, O death, is your victory? Where, O death, is your sting? The sting of death is sin. And the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who gave us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. I mean, that's just a simple message, guys. The only sting death has on us is the sting of sin, the sting of those lies that tell us 
whatever, whatever you believe in, you're not good enough. You have no shot. You don't deserve God. Whatever the lies are, that sin has no sting in death anymore because we have been redeemed from that sin. Um, in death, instead of seeing, uh, instead of a sting in death, we have hope in death. Second Peter three talks about how God is gonna uh, get rid of all this, all this sin and death. He's gonna create a new heavens and a new earth, and it's gonna be glorious there. Isaiah talks about how uh, there the the lion, the lamb, the ox, the sheep, the snake, the child—they're all gonna lay down together. The baby can stick its hand down the snake hole, pull the snake out. It'll be just fine. We're all gonna be happy. There's gonna be no more sorrow. There's gonna be no more weeping. There's gonna be no more death. Um, and that's a beautiful thing. God is making all things new. Romans says that. Uh, Romans uh, eight says that creation is groaning. It's it's in pain right now. It's under sin. It's under all the lies of Satan. Sin entered this world through Adam. But then it follows that right up with just how Adam brought sin into the world. Jesus is clearing it out. Jesus came back and on this cross, not this cross, but on the cross in this earth. In this earth, Jesus is clearing that stuff back out. All that, all that darkness that's come in, all those mess-ups that have come into this world, Jesus is getting rid of that. That's what he came to this cross to do. To fix this big mess we're in. Because he loves us. That's a simple but beautiful message. And that's a message that's full of hope, you guys. Um... And all of this is about, you know, what we can look forward to. But there's even more than that. It's not just about waiting until the end of the road and then everything's going to be all great because he's going to fix it all. He's fixing it now. He's already fixing it through us. We are the body of Christ. We're doing Christ's work on this earth. He left us with the spirit. When he left, he said, man, I'm out of here. But y'all are going to do even more than I did. There's tons of us running around. There was one Jesus running around. We have the power of Jesus in us. And there's tons of us running around, guys. Um, 2 Corinthians 5, 17, 17 through 19 says, So then if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. What is old has passed away. All things are becoming new. And all these things are from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. In other words, in Christ... God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting people's trespasses against us. And he has given us the message of reconciliation. This whole new creation thing that gives us hope that that we don't have to fear death, it's happening now. We already are a new creation. This isn't something that's going to happen in the future. It is going to happen in the future. It's going to be great. But aside from that, it's also happening right now. We are a new creation in Christ. He is redeeming us, bringing us back from the dead. So why are we living like we're still dead? A lot of us are living in death right now. Stop. You're not. You're not dead. You don't have to live in death anymore. Christ has come down and he said, listen, you're mine. I love you. Nothing can separate you from me. Not even death. That was in that list we read. Things that can't separate us from from God. Not even death can separate us. God loves us more than that. His love is more powerful than something small and pathetic like death. We don't have to be afraid of that. We don't have to live in that. 
We don't have to live in sin. We don't have to live under the lies of Satan. Because we're more than conquerors through Christ. Um, so, I mean, that's really all I have to say. I just wanted to get up here and challenge you guys and let you all know, you're not dead. Quit walking around like you're dead. You're alive. You have life to the full. Abundant life through Christ. Because he has recreated you. And he is working on you and he's still recreating you. So that's my challenge for y'all guys this week. Um, that's what I want to put out to you guys at the start of this session. Don't be dead. Be alive. Yeah.